This is from the Fabrengin of Chof Menachem of Tavshin Chof the 20th yard site of the Rebbe's father, Hagoin, Hamakubal, Rebbe Yitzchak, Olav HaShalom. And the Rebbe actually began saying that he said he has to make a siyum. He's going to make a siyum that is connected with the Parshas HaShavuah, Parshas Ekev. And we're going to learn the last mission and the end of the Gemara of Mesech Baba and connect it with a Pasik and an Indian in the Parshas Ekev, the fact that the psoilas, the waste, the, uh, the, 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 the shavings of the Luchais were given to Moshe Rabbeinu as a gift with the words Psolacha. From the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu says, the Abishter says to Moshe Rabbeinu, by the second Luchas, carve out for yourself two Luchas like the first ones. Let it of the Gemara, and this Pasik is, uh, besides for being a Parshas Kisisa, is also in our Parsha, Parshas Ekev. Let it of the Gemara, the Gemara learns from the words Psal, Lucha, carve out for you, for yourself, that the Psal, the Psoilus, that the, the remainders, the shavings of the stone that was <clears throat> that fell off during the carving, during the shaping of the Luchas, was given to Meshach Rabbeinu as a gift. And from this, he became wealthy. Now, let's go to the Mishnah in the end of Masech Tababakama. In the Mishnah, Besiyu Masech Tababakama, wherein gebracht the dinim von an Arbeter, was tuta gewissem alocha for ein Balabais, und sie ist da opfall von der Zach in welche Arbeit. The Mishnah in the last Mishnah of Babakama discusses a case of a worker who's doing a job for his boss, for, an, for the owner, and there are things that fall off, uh, uh, shavings that, or pieces that fall away during the job. To whom do those pieces belong? Do they belong to the worker or do they belong to the owner? So the Zakti Mishnah, so the Mishnah says, Tidos is Zaina, or does Kerzen the Malabais, does it belong to the worker or to the Malabais? Zakti Mishnah, Muchin Shakavis Maitzi, fibers. Pieces of material that come off the garment when the launderer washes it. Hareilu Shalei belongs to the, to the person doing the laundry. Vishasayrik Maitzi, but pieces of material that come off when the person combing the wool to make it into a material, when those pieces come off, Hareilu Shabalabais, then it would, those pieces will belong to the owner. And it ever brings in the brackets based on Rashi. That which the launderer causes to fall off the garment through washing it is a kleinikite. It's a minute amount. So the balabais, the owner doesn't care about it. And therefore, the worker can keep it. The river belongs to some kaivis and therefore belongs to the launderer. But the one who's combing, that which comes off the, the wool, when combing, that belongs to the owner. <clears throat> because it's more significant, and therefore the owner doesn't forego it, he doesn't give it away. Then the Mishnah brings other cases. 
When it belongs to the worker, when it belongs to the owner. That which the carpenter takes off with a tool called matzad in English, it's translated in ads, A-D-Z-E, which is um, a tool that, that uh, has a, like a curved piece of metal at the end that pulls off very small shavings, but does ein zeir dinah spendelach, which what comes off are very thin splinters. It belongs to the worker because it's very small, it's insignificant. Which is more like an axe, which breaks off larger wood chips, larger pieces. Then it would belong to the owner because since the pieces are bigger, they're more significant, the balabais cares about it, and therefore he gets to keep it. When the Mishnah is Messiah, and then the Mishnah concludes, all this, where we're differentiating between bigger and smaller, if it belongs to the workman or if it belongs to the, to the owner, is only if the workman was working off-site, not in the domain of the Balabais. If he's working in his own workshop or wherever it might be, but the Mishnah concludes that if the person was working in the domain, in the property of the Balabais, even the Nesoyres, which actually says, Afilo Dak Dak, the sawdust, which is very thin, which comes out from under the sander, which is very, very thin, thin pieces like sawdust, still Shabalabais belongs to the Balabais, because, because since it is in his possession already, therefore he gets to keep it. Then the Gemara later, Quotes this part of the Mishnah. That that if he was working in the Balabais' domain, then even the sawdust, even every little tiny little bit belongs to the Balabais. And on that bit of the Mishnah, the Gemara brings a Brisa that says like this. That when those who chisel rock, stone, the pieces of stone, the little pieces of stone that come off of the big stone when being chiseled or shaped, there's no concept of gezel, of, of, of theft, meaning to say it does not belong to the balabais and the worker can keep it. So this is the Mishnah and a part of the Gemara that is the Siyum, that's the last Mishnah and a part of the Gemara that's towards the end of the Mesechta. And now we're going to bring a siyum that the Rebbe Marash made on Masech de Babakama that was written down in a Rishime, in a journal entry, uh, uh, if you will, by the Rebbe, Ma- Rebbe Rashab in his Ksav Yad Kedush, and was later printed by the Rebbe in the Sefer HaTeldus of the Rebbe Marash. The Sefer HaTeldus, the, 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 uh, although there's a full, today a full set called Sefer HaTeldus, but the Sefer HaTeldus of the Rebbe Marash was compiled and brought to print by the Rebbe himself in Tavshin Zayin in 1947 by the instruction of the Friedrich Rebbe, as the Rebbe says in the Fabrengen. And in the back, and towards the end, there is this Vishimah that was that is printed of a siyum that was made by the Rebbe Marash on Amasech Tababakama. And it says like this: After Brayse, stellt sich der Rebbe Marash on this Brayse that says the Mesata Sayavon are those who chisel the the, the stone. There's no concept of gazelle. 
In a Rishimik, Stelzich, the Rebbe Marash, the Rebbe Marash quotes this in a Rishimik, in a short journal entry, which was written down from a seum that the Rebbe Marash made on the Masech and he asks a question. And this din that we just mentioned and from the Braisa, that when you chisel a, a, a stone, there's no concept of gazel on those little pieces that fall off. This is the Lushin of the Rebbe Marash. The Tzoruch love, we have to understand if the thing is that when you when you chisel stone, the pieces that fall off, the shavings, the chips, there's no concept of gazel, they belong to the worker. We have to understand Why did the Avishta have to say to Moshe that the Psalis will be yours? Since there's no concept of gazel, what does it mean there's no concept of gazel? Those pieces are hefker. They don't belong to the owner of the stone. Now the workman is right there, closer than the balabais is. At least that's how we are understanding this now. That the woman is closer than the balabais, and therefore he can grab it right away and take ownership of it because it's hefker. So why does Hashem have to say to my psalacha? Seemingly, it would have belonged to him anyway. Unar effort. And the Rebbe Marash answers, Achsham Sanpirin. Over there by Psalacha, the stone was sapphire stone. It was precious. It was expensive. The stam. Here where it says Masata Seyavonim, it's referring to regular stone. Avosham There it was valuable stone. And therefore, you don't say Mishum Gazel. There's value to it. And if there's value, then you can't say there's no Gazel involved. So he asked and answered. The question is, why does Moshe Rinna have to be told that he could keep the stone? Seemingly, the Bryce already said, Ain't be mishum gazel. there's no stone, and there's, no, there's no concept of gazel, and the worker can keep it. And the answer is, the Mesat Tzayavonim applies to regular stone, but by sapphire stone, there is a concept of gazel, and therefore Hashem had to tell Moshe clearly, otherwise Moshe would not be able to keep it, it would belong to the Ebishtim. Before we can truly analyze and, and understand the Rebbe Marash's question and answer, we have to clarify something, that there's, a, there's two opinions as to where the stone of the, the, of the second Luchas came from. It, did it come from, from under the Kisya covenant of the Ebishter, under the Ebishter's holy throne? Or did it come down here from somewhere on this earth, on this physical plane? And... We have to understand according to which opinion is the Rebbe Marash talking. So let's see. The fact that the Rebbe Marash explains that by the Psalas of the Luchais, we needed to rely on the command and the permission of Psalacha, the Moshe should keep it. The Farbal is any given fun San Peter because the stone was sapphire, was expensive. He's totally seemingly is dependent in the Tzvedeus and Medrish, in the two opinions in the Medrish. Rav Levi, Rav these two opinions, there's two, one is Rav Levi, one is Rav Yechanan. Oimer, they both say, Meheichan, Psalon, from where did Moshe carve out the stone? One opinion says that they were carved out, they were excavated from under the Kisya Kavit. Another opinion says, It happened in Moshe's tent. And he explains, The Avisha created a quarry 
in the tent. Umisham Khatsav Shne Luchis from there he quarried or he excavated two two two, two tablets of, of stone. But not unless and he kept for himself the Psalis, the leftovers. Umisham Hashir and from there he became wealthy. because this stone that he was carving out inside of his tent was sapphire stone. Now so this means now according to the first opinion the luchas came from above and according to the second day the, 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 the excavation came down below and the second opinion that it came it happened down here in this, on this earth is also consistent with the simple understanding of the psukim as the tzibah is given, and the Abishah's commandment was, carve out for yourself two tablets of stone. And then the Pasuk says, and ascend to me onto the mountain. Similarly, when Mesha tells over to the Yidin how he fulfilled Hashem's command, he says, I made an order of Shittimud. And I carved out two luchas. That were like the first ones. And then I ascended onto the mountain with two luchis in my hands. Also in Parshish Kisisa, it's very clear that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the mountain after carving out the two luchis. So this implies that that Moshe Rabbeinu carved out the luchis lemata. So according to the opinion that Moshe carved out, excavated, and shaped the luchas above, we don't have to rely on this reason that the Rebbe Maraz says that because it was sapphire, therefore Hashem had to say psalacha. We don't need that, that explanation. We said before from the Gemara, from the Mishnah, that if he was working in the domain of the Balabais, then it belongs to the Balabais. So, according to the opinion in this message, that the Luchais were carved out and prepared above, then he, Moshe Rabbeinu was working Eitzel Balabais, and even if it was regular Avonim, Regular stone, it would still belong to the Abishter because he's the Balabais and Eitzel Balabais, Arei Einzel Balabais, and therefore you would need Psalacha even the regular stone. Even if it was regular stone, not sapphire stone. Since Moshe was doing this above in the domain of the Eibishter, we would need to have the permission of the Eibishter that Moshe should keep the Because without Hashem's permission, the din would be that it belongs to the Eibishter as the Balabais. So this leaves a sort of a question. Why is this not mentioned at all by the Rebbe Marash? Why does the Rebbe Marash not go into this at all? He ignores the, the, this machlekes. He doesn't address whether it was done the Milo or the Mato. And we'll see in Siv Beis right away that, that the Rebbe Marash is taking the opinion that it was made the Mato, and therefore he doesn't address the Asa and the Milo, the, the opinion that the Luchis were made uh, uh, Lamaila in, in Shemayim. See, base. In the Rishima Hanal, 
In order to understand how we get there, we're going to continue what the Rishimah says. Izer Mamshech, the Rishimah continues as follows. As Rashbat sot gefrekt, the chassid, Rashbat was a chassid, the Shmuel B'Tzalel Sheptel, the chassid of the Tzemach Tzedek, he's mentioned in Ayoyim Yoyim, the first time he came to the, to the, uh, to the Tzemach Tzedek was Lamed Shvat, um, and then later he was a chassid by the, by the, by the Rebbe Marash, and also by the Rebbe Rashad. So the Rashbat asked the Friedeke, the Rebbe Marash, on this answer, the Gabi Lamaila ain't a tefes makam afila even tef. The Rebbe Menashe is explaining that Avon and Stam have no value, and therefore Hare ain't by Mishum Gaza. But Snapirin, Sanpirin, Sapphire Stone does have value, and therefore, if you're, if, therefore, there is a concept of Gaza. So the Rebbe says by the Abishter, there's a difference between Evan, regular stone, and Sapphire Stone. Nothing is, is, is of significance to the Ebishter. The, the value of stone in this world doesn't carry significance to the Ebishter. So why would you be mechalic? Why would the Rebbe Marash differentiate between regular stone and sapphire stone when you're talking about the Ebishter, the Balabais? The Rebbe Marash answered. So the Rebbe Marash answered. Meishter made the Luches down here below. The Be'eson shall mile Because the Luches of above, there was no Psalus. There's no concept of psalacha in the luchas above. Anything that's made above is totally, totally holy and spiritual. There's no concept of psalus. Everything is perfect above. So if we're discussing a psalus, it must be lamata. And therefore, and, and the answer to the Rashbats is that if Moshe is operating lamata, then we have to follow the parameters and the rules of mata. We are of this world. We're, we're Evan. We are sorry, we're San, snap, we're San Pirin, where sapphire is more valuable than stone, and therefore it would belong to the Abishter, and you would not say, and therefore they would say, Psalacha. But now that we understand that the, the Rebbe Marash is talking about this would also uh, remove the previous question. Of Eitzel Balabais, that seemingly Moshe was, uh, if it was, if it was the Milo, it was Eitzel Balabais. But it didn't give any Eitzel Balabais. Moshe wasn't Eitzel Balabais because he was Lamata. So that answers that question. The Rebbe Marash asks a question: Why does he have to say Psalach Halacherim? It's not to say Avonim Einbeh Mishum Gazel, and they belong to the worker. In this case, Moshe Rabbeinu. The answer is that it was a sapphire stone, and by sapphire stone, there's no concept of Einbeh Mishum Gazel because sapphire has value, and therefore it would belong to the Bailim, to the Eibishter, and therefore they would have to say Psalach. And you can't ask me, Lechayda, Moshe was Eitzel Balabais, and Eitzel Balabais, it always belongs to the Abishter, and that's why he said Psalacha, and not because of the fact that it was a, a, a sapphire, because the Rebbe Marash is taking the approach that the Maila, there's no Psalis, and therefore if we're discussing Psalton Shaluchais, it must be Lamata, and therefore Lamata, it's not Eitzel Balabais. This is the way we're holding right now. This is the seal that the Rebbe Marash made in the Mesechta connected to, to Psalacha from our Parsha Parsha's Eik. Now the Rebbe is going to ask a question. This is the Rebbe's question. Wherever you go, even down here in this world, you're still in the domain of the Abishter. As the Pasik says, 
Ubeloshen Chazal Ula Lochas Chazal tell us La Locha Kolecha the Isaiva Begiza the Rachmana Isa the Gemara over there is talking about a chicken that was brought to Hektish was given to Hektish and then it ran away says the Gemara doesn't matter because wherever it is it is in the treasury of the Avishter wherever it is in the world Dixiv La Hashem Ma'aret Sumaleya because the Pasuk says that everything belongs to the Avishter everything on this in this world so wherever you are in this world you're in the domain of the Avishter is Afilo Azasong Mato is Der Psol even if he was working down below, like the Rebbe Marash says, still the the psal, the psalis, the leftovers of the luchas is eight sel balabayis. It's in the domain of the Eibister. Is dochneitik derhater miyuchet from psalacha ech by stamavonim, and therefore you should even by regular stone you should need the hater of psalacha because otherwise it belongs to the balabayis. The hater that's why the Eibister saying psalacha that it should belong to you because if not for psalacha it would belong to the Eibister because. Is working eight sabalabais. Tovos is their purus from the Reb Marash's treated. So therefore, what is the Reb Marash answering? That because it was sun pure, because it was sapphire, therefore he has sip salacha, implying that if it was Avonim Stam, he wouldn't have to sip salacha. Even by Avonim Stam, he should have sip salacha, because without it, it belongs to the Abishter. Because wherever you are in this world, you are eight sabalabais. And the halacha is that eight sabalabais are eight sabalabais. Good question. The whole the whole approach is that there's that because it's a son lamata. The whole husband of the Rebbe Marash was because it was a son lamata. Therefore, there's no concept of eitz balabayis. Says the Rebbe, lechera. Even down here, you're still eitz balabayis. So he says in the next paragraph, he's going to say maybe maybe you're going to want to answer that. The whole reason why we're differentiating between Eitzel Balabais and not Eitzel Balabais, if you're in the domain, is because Eitzel Balabais, we say copied. Copied means the Balabais is more particular. He cares more about the things that are in his domain already. If it's, let's say, the other person's house, you have to start schlepping it. His little tiny pieces who wants to schlep it from the other person's shop. But if it's already in my house, then I want to keep it. But, you might say, by the Abishta, there's no concept of copied. The Abishta doesn't is not particular about anything, any physical thing. So maybe we could say that the whole concept of Eitzel Balabais doesn't apply to the Eibishter. And he's going to answer that you can't say that. Because since we're operating in this world, we have to operate according to the rules and the parameters of this world. But Adrava, we find that when we give things to the Eibishter, we're talking supposed to give from the best. Because we're, we, we're operating in this world where there is better and, 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 and not so good. Chachas li'idach. In the fall from Balabais, the Kaddish Baruch Hu is the town from Kapit Balabais. I feel as if I'm Dakim, even though you're going to want to say that in the case of this Balabais, the Balabais of Psalacha, there's no concept of Kapit that the, that the, the Balabais cares, is particular, about little pieces. Because by the Abishter, nothing takes significance. Who's the Shaykh? King Kapit, and you can't say that he is particular. There's no difference by the Abishter between precious stones and regular stones. Similar to the Rashbats' question. So maybe the reason why the Abishter says Psalacha is because even though Moshe is Eitzel Balabais, but by the Abishter we're not going to be Mechalik between Eitzel Balabais and not because there's no concept of Kapit by the Abishter. There's no concept of the Abishter being particular about little pieces. He's Abar Da'achilik. But there is a difference. When he, because if he's Asa'an Lamata, if he's working down here, because down here in this world, we do take into consideration how things work in this world. 
And because of this, it's called anything that is being done for the Ebishter. The proper thing is that it should be done from the best and from the nicest. Like the Pasuk says, means fat. And the way we understand from this is that the fat, the best, should be given to the Ebishter. Which means that in this world, we do see something to be more valuable, more, more juicy, more uh, 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 precious for the Ebishter. As a stamps, now he concludes his question again. So that would imply that even by regular stone, since it's in the domain of the Ebishter, who's the Balabais, is at the of Balabais. It should belong to the Balabais. Venice is Bishop's Balabais, Kapit Balabais, because when it is in his domain, he cares about every little detail. We add the Rabbah. Even more than that. Since whatever the Abishter created, nothing was created for waste, for nothingness. Is the Chedekashalaypach. The Abishter is a valid Kapit. The Abishter cares about every single detail. Doesn't care about the value of stone versus precious stone. But the Abishter created precious stone, the Abishter created stones. Everything the Abishter created was for the purpose. So everything that has a concept of kapit. So kapit does exist by the Abishter, the concept of being particular. And therefore, since since wherever you are in this world, you are you're in the domain of the Balabais. And the Allah is that, 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 that when you're Eitzel Balabais, it belongs to the Balabais. So even by Avanim Stam, you need to have the head of Psalacha. Because otherwise it belongs to the Abishter, to the Balabais. So we have a question on the Rebbe Marash. Why does the Rebbe Marash have to answer that it was San Pirin, that it's because it was Sapphire? Implying that by Avanim Stam, it would have belonged to Moshe Taka. How could it belong to Moshe if it's Eitzel Balabais? And Eitzel Balabais, the Allah is that Harei Elu Shal Balabais. Sif Gimel is going to suggest that by Avonim, not just not uniquely by the Abishter, but any case of Masata say Avonim, when the Mishnah, the Brais, I'm sorry, says, Ein Bahamishum Gezel, the Brais is not Machalab in Eitzabalabais or not. The Eitzabalabais is in other cases of the Mishnah that the Mishnah brings. But, uh, uh, um, but by Besat Seyavanim, aimed by Mishnah Gazel across the board, the Rebbe is going to suggest this as an answer, and that's why, and that's why we can say that the reason is of Salachas because Moshe's Eitzel Balabais, because there's no concept of Eitzel Balabais by, by stone, and then he's going to refute it by saying that it's a Maybe let's say that by, by, by the case of stones, there's no din which the Mishnah brings that if he's working by the Balabais, even sawdust belongs to the Balabais. That does not apply to stone. What would be the proof to this? This Braisa, is brought by the Gemara not after tale from their mission of was not in the first part of the Gemara where it's discussing what the Mishnah said that certain things belong to the worker and certain things belong to the Balabais. Not after the Mishnah. The Gemara quotes the end of the Mishnah. If he was working in the domain of the Balabais, then it belongs to the Balabais. On this, the Mishnah, the, the, the Gemara brings. From them is mashma. Ados was besat seyavano eima mishum gezel is need place when they're pale arbed bazich 
From this we could say that the Gemara is trying to tell us that that which the Mishnah says, that's in the cases of the Mishnah. Even if he's Eitzel Balabais, and that would fit with the Brisa, be the under the Fallon in the Brisa, that would go well with the other cases of the Brisa, such as Mephazge Ilonis, Mephazge Gefanim, pruning the trees or pruning the vines. Because the Arbiter, the Pastors, and the Kerem Nishusim Balabais, it's a Balabais. If he's working on the Balabais' trees or the Balabais' vines, then obviously he's in the resource of the Balabais. So it would make sense that Mesata Sayavonim, which is part of that same Braisa, is also in the resource of the Balabais. So there's, there's really like two Rayas here. Number one, from the fact that the Gemara brings it on the words, is implying that the Braisa is adding on to the Mishnah. That even though the Mishnah says that it's a Balabais, it's a Balabais, that it belongs to the Balabais, but, says the Gemara, if it's Mesat Sayavonim, even Eitzabalabais. And it also works for the rest of the Braisa, which is talking about Eitzabalabais. And this would help us understand that Rebbe Marash, Valpizah is moving past us, but Rebbe Marash zogt, Ados was mehot gedarft, onkumotsu psalacha, is valdiluchas anikven snapirin, sanpirin. This will make sense why the Rebbe Marash says that the fact that we needed psalacha is not because we were Eitzabalabais, but because we were we were using sapphire stone for a bayabonim stam is kinaf community this is just from pale this is just from balabais because by regular stone there's no difference between if you're in the domain of the of the balabais or you're in the domain of the worker alamaleba mishum gazel is never gazel and therefore if Moshe had been carving regular stone it would be his automatically even though he's eats the balabais because by stone we're suggesting now to say that there's no contemplates of Balabais. Even in the domain of the Balabais, the stone still belongs to the worker. And therefore, if it was regular stone, it would belong to Moshe Rabbeinu. So therefore, the Maras has to say, the fact that the, 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 the Hashem says, Psalacha, is because it was Sanpir and it was Sapphire stone. The Asa Baradeich and Rebbe refutes this explanation, saying it's a Doichek. Well, the Svaritz Mechalik that vision the Arbit was the pale tooth, Eitzel Balabais, other nit, is Echem Masatsevonim. The same logic that works for the other cases in the Mishnah to differentiate between whether you're in the, 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 in the domain of the worker or the domain of the Balabais, that same reasoning, that same logic works by stone. Look, we said before, one of the logics are, one of the, one of the ways of thinking is that if it's in my domain, if I'm the Balabais, then, then I don't have to go and schlep it from somewhere else. It's already in my domain, and I want it to keep it in my domain. So why would I think to differentiate between uh, uh, twigs or wood or, or, or saw or sawdust, I'm sorry, or, 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 or stone shavings? He said, Why would I think to, to differentiate and say that the, 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 the stone shavings are different? Especially since we find no Paisik that actually says that by chiseling stone, there's no din that if you're working in the domain of the Balabais, then it belongs to the Balabais, even the dust. Additionally, another issue, another problem that we have with this suggestion that by Misata Seyavanim, there's no concept of Eitzel Balabais, meaning to say that even Eitzel Balabais it would belong to the worker. In the Rishime, he explains that it's Hefker, and the Uman is closer to it. If he says that the Uman is closer to it, he must be implying that 
It's talking about not in the domain of the Balabais. But if it's in the Balabais, Balabais' domain, why is the woman closer? It's the domain of the Balabais. Whatever is in his domain is his. So the Balabais is closer to it. So that from the fact that the Rishima uses the words of Uman Karav also implies to us that we're talking about in the domain of the Uma. That's why it's Karav Yisraelazeh. So we're back to our question. If we can't say that by stone there is no din, that if your Eitz of Balabais belongs to the Balabais, that means that by stone the din is, like by everything else, that Eitz of Balabais, it belongs to the Balabais. And therefore, even if it was regular stone, since Moshe is, is Eitzel Balabais, wherever he might be in the world, therefore the stone, the shavings would belong to the Eivishter, unless he's Epsalacha. So why does the Reb Marash have to say that he's Eivishter Epsalacha because it was Sanpiri, because it was Sapphire? Why couldn't he say that it was Epsalacha because Moshe was Eitzel Balabais? So clear. So it's such a, a simple yet brilliant question. And now in Sivdal, we're going to start going into the answer. And in order to do this, we're going to introduce the Tesefta. We had a med- we had a Mishnah, we had a Braisa. We're going to introduce the Tesefta on the same topic, and we're going to see a machlekes Tesefta and Braisa. And based on the understanding of the Tesefta and the Braisa, we'll, we'll learn something new about the din of Misata Sehavanim, and we're going to bring it back to the Rishima of the Rebbe Marash and the Psalacha that took place in the Midbar. Let's take one step at a time. Let us first introduce these dinim and the difference, the way they are brought in the Braisa versus the Tesefta. In the Braise, there's two categories, two sets of, of, of law. First of all, there's that those who chisel stone, there's no concept of gezel, which means that it belongs to the owner, to the, to the worker. Then the Mishnah brings other cases. It means pruning the trees or pruning the vines, it means breaking off the, 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 uh, the twigs that are not growing anything. Menach fehigi, trimming the shrubs. Menach shezroim, weeding the plants. Ve'edre yerokos, and raking out the, 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 the junk that's between the, the vegetables. So it's all cases where you're taking away the, the twigs or wood or, or things like that. Who does all that belong to? says the If the balabais cares is particular about it, yes, but Mishum Gezel, there's a concept of Gezel, which means it belongs to the balabais. But if the Balabais is not particular about it, it doesn't care, then it belongs to the worker. In their Tesefta, however, in the, in the Braise, it's, the, it's two separate categories. Satsevon was the category for itself, where it did not depend on the Kpeda of the Balabais. Across the board, he said, And then there was everything else that it depended on the Kpeda of the Balabais, if the Balabais cares about it or not. In the Tesefta, in the Tesefta, they are all grouped together in one category, in Ein Falun Din, in one category, in one Din. 
the chisels, the, the, those who are chiseling the rock, those are breaking off the, the twigs from the, from the vine, trimming the brush, weeding the, uh, the, the plants, if the Balabais cares about it, he wants all that stuff, then it is Usr as Gezel. He's not allowed, the worker cannot take it. But if the Balabais is not Makbid, doesn't care about it, then there's no concept of Gezel, and the owner and the worker could keep it. So we see from here, as is a plukted zvishen zei, tziba mesatas ayavonim, helft kfedas habalabais. So by everything else, all the other types of work, both the Tesefta and the Braise agree that it depends on the kpeda, on the, on the care of the Balabais, if the Balabais is particular or not. But by Misata Sayavonim, there's a machloikis between the Tesefta and the Braise. And according to the Braise, we don't care about the Balabais. Regardless, we said, the worker can keep it. And in the Tesefta, he said that, it, like everything else, it depends on the kpeda of the Balabais. That only if the Balabais does not particular about it, only then could the worker keep it. Versus their Taba Plukta, what is the explanation of this Machlekes? Before he says, he just says, Ulohoyer, important to note, as in Tur, Chacher brengt eichtem din ba mefaske ilonus und oedre yirokes, versteht bloiz in der breise unitn tesefte, the wording, the choice of words that the, that the, that the Tur uses, are words from the, from, that are in the breise, and not in the tesefte, such as mefaske ilonus, which is not mentioned in the in the Tisefta, and Oydra Yerokis, which is not mentioned in the Tisefta. Zokter Abra Kefiat Tisefta, but Mesata Seyavonim is totally Kfedes Balabais. Nevertheless, but Mesata Seyavonim paskins like the Tisefta. So this implies that according to the tour, there is not a machlekes between the uh, the Brisa and the Tisefta. He merges them together. But our understanding is going to be that there is a Machlekes over here, and therefore we have to explain the Machlekes. So that the Tur is brought in as a side thing, that there is a way to learn that there's no Machlekes here at all. That's how the Tur learns somehow. But according to the, our understanding of it, there is a Machlekes, and therefore we have to explain what is the reasoning of the Machlekes. And here the Rebbe goes on to explain what is the Machlekes between, between uh, uh, the Tesefta and the Brais. Later, Bryce, and we're going to explain first the Bryce. Is Doan Untershait Vishnu Mesata Seyavonim on the Andre Fallen? There is a difference between the, 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 the stone and all the other cases, such as Mephaz Geilonis, Menachs Yisroim, from the uh, uh, um, pruning the trees to weeding the plants. Why is there a difference? While the upfall from Mephaz Geilonis, the fallout, the remainder of the, what falls off of the Mephaz Geilonis and all the other ones, has more significance, has more value than the pieces of stone that fall off when chiseling the stone. And therefore it's dependent on how the Balabais feels about it. If the Balabais cares about it, then it's, there's a concept of Gezel and the worker cannot take it. But if the Balabais is not particular about it, the worker can keep it. Because but the reason why we're giving it the, into, the, uh, into the feelings of the owner is because there's something there, there's value there. And then we have to say, one second, how does the owner feel about this? And then he adds in the brackets another uh, uh, aspect to the halacha. Or in a place where the custom is to not be particular about these things. 
As the meaning the custom of the people of that place is to not be particular of them dover muot on this small amount. Is a feel of an abalabai's prati is makbid, then in that case, even if an individual person owner does care, but la daite, his opinion becomes irrelevant. Now the derech bneyodum in the mort is as like kapti, because the custom has been accepted that they're not particular, and therefore that becomes the, the accepted custom even in, in this individual's case. So either we're going to depend it on this individual person, or we're going to de- de- depend it on the custom of the place. But the reason why we're even going into this is because it has chashivas. It has some value to it. And if we want to know, what do the, does this person say about it? Or what, is the, what do the people say about it? We're not going to just say, let the, let, let the worker keep it. In a moment, we're going to say, however, by the stone, there's so little value that therefore we don't care what the owner feels or thinks. We say right away, it's hefkir and belongs to the worker. Before we get to Mesatase Avanim, there's one more detail here in the, in, 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 within this concept, in this next paragraph. But in Demfal, then as is Tolu Yinkpedas Balabais, they were saying that it is dependent on how the Balabais feels about it. Under Balabais is Nitmakpid, and if the Balabais is not particular about it. There's two reasons, there's two ways to explain why the things, why these pieces, are permissible to the to the work. Other one way is while Zainit Makbizain is Kilovirbot Mafkirgan. The fact that he wasn't maf- that, he, that, that, that he doesn't care about it is as if he made it, he rendered it ownerless. But then Modafizan Hefkilakaladam Nit Nartsum Prati. Then it is ownerless to the world, not specifically being given to this individual person or any other individual, or the worker or any individual person. That's, a, that's one way of looking at it, that it's hefkir. Oh, this is al derech v'yamaton, or it's like a gift. The balas is more since it's so insignificant, is there balabais chaynin v'neisin to yadin v'svetas nemen. The balabais is ready to graciously give it away to whoever will take it, the filushle midaitai, even without asking. Now, just to clarify, my personal understanding here is that this, these two approaches are not negea to the and not relevant to the machloikis of the tesefta and the and the and the, the brayse or to the differentiation between mefazge lanas besat seavanim. It's a general nafkimina ledina uh, 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 that when you do say that the if the if the balabais is not makpid, the worker can keep it or someone else can keep it. It, it, it can either be said as matana. Or as hefker, the Rebbe in the Fabrengen actually brings an afkmina ledina. For example, once they make it hefker, you can't take it back. So if when the worker, if when he gave it to the worker to do the work, he he, he didn't care about the pieces, it became hefker, and then the owner, the, the, and then the worker took ownership of it. The balabais can't change his mind and say, "Oh, I changed my mind. I want to I want to keep it." Masha'enkein, if you say it's a matana, matana until a kinyan is made, the the, the balabais could change his mind, and therefore, if he gave it to the worker to do the work, and then while he was working on it, the Balabayish changed his mind, and he says, I want to keep the pieces, he would be able to keep the pieces. This is just one example of an Afkamina Ladina, whether you say Matana or Hefker. But the way I understand this is really, it's really a parenthetical uh, 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 Indian that is not necessarily Negea to the whole Mahalach of the Sikha as we're building up to understand the Machlekes between Tesefta and, 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 and Braise by understanding the difference between Avonim and Ilonis. That's um, Ilonis, etc. 
That's my understanding of this. So let's go back inside and let's let's and, and let's conclude. What we said in in, in the, the Bira Bazet, that by Mephazgeilonis and those other things in the Braisa, because they do have some chashivus, they do have some significance. Therefore, the palacha is that it's dependent on the kpeid of the balabais. If the balabais is makpid, then no one could take it. If the balabais is if the is makpid, then no one could take it. If the balabais is not makpid, the owner can keep it. Oh, the Mesata say Avonim, but when you talk about the chiseling of the rock, of the stone, but the Lord Nabrais is aimed by Mishum Gezel, but the Brais says, doesn't say copied or not copied. He says, aimed by Mishum Gezel. What's the Pshat? Is the Chshivus from the Breklach Avonim, Veinikevim of Askelonus. The significance, the value of the pieces, the shavings of the stone, is less than by Mephaz Geilonus. But the other cases of the Braisa. By Zaydarfin, it all comes from the Hatter from the Ain Balabais Makbid Alem. And therefore, by the stone, we don't need the Hatter that the Balabais is not Makbid, he doesn't care about it, and therefore the owner, therefore the worker can have it. Because of their lack of value, they're Hefker. They're they have no value to people. They're automatically hefker, despite what the Balabayas says about it. And therefore, even if there's a specific Balabayas who does care, his opinion is irrelevant. And not only like we said before, by Asra de Kabdi, by a place that this person's opinion is, is, is rendered irrelevant because of the other people's opinions. No. Because it inherently, it has no inherent value, and therefore it has no inherent ownership. And this would fit in with the words of the Rishima. What does it mean? He said the meaning is, they don't belong to the Bailam in the first place. So by Mesat say Avonim, according to the Braise, they have no value, and they're, they're pieces, and therefore they are Hefker Be'etzem, without the involvement of the person, whether he's Makbit or not Makbit. Let's say the same thing, but in other words, actually in, in, in this case, it'll, it'll clarify very, mu- very, uh, very much what, the, the differentiation is between Misatase Avonim and Mephazge Ilonis Vachulu. In Fal from Mephazge Ilonis Vachayetzebeze, Vuas is told, the Nakpodis Balabais, by the Ilonis, etc., where we said that it's dependent on the feelings of the Balabais, other than Minigantia Mokim, or on the custom of the people of the place, is the Gedra Hefker Oimatone. Then the concept of a Hefker or Matone, as we explained in the previous page, that there's two ways of looking at this, but either way, how you look at it is Mitzatam Gavra. It's coming from the person. The person has to not be makbid in order for it to become hefker or become a matona. But the thing itself, the chevtze, has a chshivis, it has value. And therefore the gavra has to render it ownerless in order, and not be makbid in order to render it ownerless. But the din of Eimbaim Gezel, by the stone, it's not dependent on the gavra. The person chooses to be makbid or not, and based on that, you say it's hefker. The hefzer, the item itself, the object itself, is hefker, because it has no value. Similarly, which is another uh, 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 piece in the Gemara, in that same Gemara over there, 
Ksus v'chaziz are two types of plants that are not really edible, and they actually ruin the rest of the field. And, and therefore, like, like, like mushrooms or these like wild mushrooms and things that, that, that grow without being planted, and they, 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 they take away from the rest of the things. So people pull them out. So the Gemara says, So why not? Because they have so little value, they are hefker ba'etzah. They are automatically hefker. So this is the understanding of the Braisa. The Braisa is mechalek between misata seyavonim and mefazke elonis. Why? Because misata seyavonim, there's no value to it. Therefore, the hefse is hefker. And even if the Balabais is makbid, we say, Eimba mishum gezel. And mefazge elonis, etc., the other cases of the Mishnah, uh, and the Braisa, I'm sorry, being that... The, 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 the things that fall off do have some value. Therefore, the chevtze is not hefker be'etzem, and we have to depend on the gavra. We have to ask the person how he feels, or the asa de le'kabdi, or if it's a place where nobody cares. But there has to be a le'kabdi, there has to be someone who's not makbid in order for it to become hefker or maton. How would this fit in with the tisafta? This was the explanation of the b'raisa. How is this going to apply to the Tesefta? And in Sif A, we're going to try to, uh, uh, to uh, uh, learn from this to the, the Tesefta. But first, we're going to have to introduce what is the difference between a Tesefta and a Braisa. Now we can understand the difference between the Tebrais and the Tesefta, which according to the Tesefta, is dependent on the Kpeda of the Balabais. Not like we just explained in Sif Dalit. That by according to the Tesefta, is not dependent on the Balabais because it's Hefker Batsa. The Tesefta doesn't agree. Why? The Chile Kloli. So let's first introduce as follows. What is the general difference between a Braise and a Tesefta? This is explained. As Tesefta is, he should taste for Mishnah. The Tesefta is a supplement to the Mishnah. It's not learned as in we learned somewhere else so that Rabbanon taught because it was learned right here together with the Mishnah. The Tesefta was organized by Rebchia in front of Rebbe. Rebbe would tell him, Rebbe Yudha Nasi would tell him, write this or don't write this. So in other words, Rebbe was teaching Mishnah and Tesefta. And certain things he said, let's put it into the Mishnah. Certain things he said to Rebchia, put it into Tesefta. That's the explanation and the expression in the Gemara. If Rebbe didn't teach it, how did Rebchia know it? Because the Tesefta that Rebchia organized was taught him by Rebbe, together, together with or as a supplement to Mishnah. Ubraises, however, he Mishnayish Namar Shalemidas Rebbe Chusmi Medrasher. The Braises were Mishnayis that were learned not from Rebbe. And they were outside of Rabbi's yeshiva, Rabbi's best medrash. And there's another quote here from another source. The Tesefta was composed, was compiled by Rebchia and Rebchia and other Chachamim. But Braises, let's say, the word in Aramaic, bar or bar or bra, means outside. Braise means they were learned outside. So the Tesefta was learned in the yeshiva of Rabbi. And the Braises were learned outside the Yeshiva of Rabbi. 
So with this we could we, we could um, we could uh, conclude as the Tesefta was said that Tesefta that was organized by Rebbe in front of Rabbi was taught in Eretz Yisrael. Who Yeshivas Rabbi is given where the Yeshiva of Rabbi was. Shaking the brises was chutz lemedrasha sharabi. However, the brises that were outside of the yeshiva of Rabbi, kenzana das gilarik yivarim bababel, could even be as far as bababel. Befratas rebchia is yikumah from bababel, especially since rebchia came from bababel. Ubechlal is mistaber as the brises of a meshayches to bababel, and it is logical, it is sensible to say that the brises. Are connected to Babel, but when we made Rebbe is Yisrael misgalgalim vayochim liktzavus. In the time of Rebbe, the Rambam says Yidden were wandering and going to far corners of the world. Um Babel the demo gevaren nachmer became teira, and Babel became a teira center. So if you're not in Eretz Yisrael, where else would you find teira in Babel? So the Rebbe is is deducing from. From the fact that, from the fact that Tesefte is done in the yeshiva of Rabbi, and Beraisa is outside of the yeshiva of Rabbi, the 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 Rebbe is concluding from this that Beraisa that Tesefte is primarily connected with Eretz Yisrael, and Beraisa is primarily connected with outside Eretz Yisrael. Vihine, sorry, more than that, Beraisa is that Beraisa is connected with Bava. When the people were creating the, the, the tower of Babel, the Pasik says that they said, let us make bricks and the bricks will be as stone. Rashi says that, that in, in Babel, there's no stone because Babel is a flat, flat land. Stone, mountains are, are made of stone. But if you're flat, there's not a lot of stone. The Debris is in Babel. Therefore, in Babel, stone was not a used commodity. And therefore, So even if you did bring stone to Babel and you use that stone, the pieces that fall off have no use. And therefore, they have no value because nobody uses stone in Babel. Which we explained previously says that by there's no gezels that are hefker beetzim in Babel. They're hefker beetzim. Una makpid is Someone who is makpid on those pieces, his opinion is, becomes irrelevant compared to everyone else, or even compared to the very thing that we said before. because it is hefker beetzim. That's a pshat in the brayse. The brayse is mechalik between misatet seyavonim and mefazge ilonis vechulu because misatet seyavonim stone has no value in Babel. and therefore even if a person wants it, we say bat ladaite. It's hafker. In Eretz Yisrael, however, in Eretz Yisrael, for avonim, is that in a davar motzi where the stone is a used commodity? Menut seyavonim, you know, shartas bishim stones are used. For building and other uses, the other rabbinic tapch Eretz Yisrael is these Eretz Yisrael and Abarzel Eretz Yisrael is praised with what with one of the details is that her stones are stones like iron. They're strong. So therefore, even the pieces of stone that fall off have some significance. similar to the pruning of the of the of the vines. And therefore, their permissibility and the lack thereof, if you say it's mutarasa, is dependent on the balabayis because has a different value. It's absolutely brilliant. The reason there's a machlokes within the brayse 
And the Tesefter is not because inherently they disagree. Because they're talking about two different cases. The Bryce is talking about Bavel. Where in Bavel, stone is not used. Stone has no value. And therefore, even if the Balabais is Makbid, it's a Chefzer. But in Eretz Yisrael, where stone is used, the Tesefta says, we have to ask the Balabais how he feels, because stone has value. And therefore, it's not Hafgir Be'etzem. And therefore, it's totally, in Kepetus Balabais, it's totally in the Gavra, just like Mephaz Ge'ilonis, uh, according to the Brisa. So now, we see, earlier in the Sikha, we said, why would there be a difference between Mephazat Avonim and Mephaz Ge'ilonis? We see there's a difference. Mephazat Avonim has much less value than Mephaz Ge'ilonis, at least in Bavel. So now we're going to go back to the Rishima of the Rebbe Marash. We're going to understand it uh, 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 on a whole new level. Now we can understand this Rishima of the Rebbe Marash. Since the Yidin at the time when Meisha Rabbeinu was told Psalach by the Ebishter, Yidin were traveling through the Midbar, through the desert. Even though it is mentioned sometimes, Avonim in the midbar, for example, by the case of the Makashish Eitzim, the person who chopped wood on Shabbos, they say he was stoned. So there, there were stones there, but it clearly was not a common use. Wifrat Binyan, especially to build something, they weren't building permanent buildings. They were traveling and then camping and then traveling. They were constantly on the move. So therefore, there was no, they weren't going to, going to build permanent buildings if they were constantly moving. So therefore, also in the Midbar, it would follow the same approach as the, as the Brisa, that stone has no value, the, the pieces that fell off, and therefore there's no concept of Gezel. Now we're quoting the Rebbe Marash, the reason why it's Eimba Mishum Gezel is because they are Hefker. They don't belong to the Balabas because they're Hefker. They're in Hefker, the government said they're Hefker. It's not just because of the Gavra that he's not Makbid, because of the Hefta there, they are Hefker Be'etzem. Hind, and based on that, comes the Rebbe Manasseh's question, And let me just add something here to make sure we understand. The Chiddush of the Rebbe here is that even Eitzel Balabais, if you remember in the beginning we were discussing, debating whether Eitzel Balabais, if it's Eitzel Balabais, it should be, it should be a Harei Balabais. The Rebbe is explaining that because Misat Sayavanim has no Chashivos, and it's Hefker Be'etzem, even Eitzel Balabayis, it's Hefker Be'etzem. Because it's not up to the paid of the Balabayis. And even if it's in the domain of the Balabayis, it's still Hefker Be'etzem. And that's why the, 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 the Rebbe Marash asks the question, why does Mesha have to be told, it's his anyway, even though he's Eitzel Balabayis, it doesn't matter. It's Hefker. And therefore belongs to Moshe Rabbeinu. Unavdem is their answer, and therefore the, the and therefore the Rebbe Marash answers. Shom Sanpirin v'kano maravanim stam. Umpai Sanpirin is nitshayich der dinein ba'mishum gezel. Viva misata se'avon v'elchavon et kachashivus. And by sapphire stone, we don't say that there's no din of ein ba'mishum gezel like we do. We say ba'misata se'avonim. For the Sultan shows up here and all machshivus. Now, 
can move on. When the Rebbe is moving, when the Rebbe is moving, and this is why the Rebbe had to say to Meish B'salacha, because it was sapphire stone, and by sapphire stone you can't say Eben Mishim Gezel, because the whole reason why we said Eben Mishim Gezel is because there's no value, and, stand, and sapphire has value, obviously. So just to add something, which I already started explaining before this paragraph, in Sif Gimel, the Rebbe suggested that maybe by Mesata Sayavonim, there's no concept of Eitzah Balabais. That even Eitzah Balabai is saved by Mishum Gezel. The Rebbe said it's a doichik for two reasons. Number one, because there's no svara to, to, to differentiate between Misata Seyavonim and Mephaz Geilonis. And number two, because the Rebbe Marash said, The Uman is closer, and if it was Eitzah Balabais, then the Balabais is closer. So but now, the Rebbe is going back on that, so to speak. It's not a doichik anymore. Because number one, there is a svara to be mechalak between mefaz geilonis and mesat seyavonim. Because mefaz geilonis has value, mesat seyavonim doesn't have value in certain places such as Babel or the midbar. And then in the brackets, he answers the uman karav yeshilazeh. When they're birish in lashon arishima, ha uman karav yeshilazeh is nit legabed in eibish and balabayis. In the question, we thought that the that the uman means the uman is closer than the owner. So in this case, Moshe is closer than the eibishter. Because we're not talking about Eitzel Balabais anymore. So what does it mean to Oman Karav Yisrael is that? It means for Shar B'nai Adam. But as far as the Oman Dafke V'mela Daskena. What it means for Oman Karav Yisrael is it means that the Oman is closer than the rest of the people. The, the, he's not closer than the Balabais. It doesn't matter about the Balabais. Because, the, because even Eitzel Balabais, it's still Hefker. So the Balabais is not a player here, Bechlav. What does the Rebbe Marash mean for Uman Karavi that it's that it's Hefker Be'atzem, but the Uman is closer to it than the rest of the people of the world because the Uman is working on it, and therefore the Uman gets it from the Hefker before anybody else does. And that's why he asked the question, and that's why he asked the question, Moshe gets it first. It's Hefker. It goes to Moshe right away. And you can't answer that it's Eitzabal Abayis because even Eitzabal Abayis, it's Hefker. And it doesn't matter where it, where it is. And therefore the Rebbe Marash has to answer that it's because of the Sanpirin. Because it was sapphire stone. And sapphire stone has chashivus. Therefore there's no concept of Ein Bahamishim Gezel. And therefore it would, if it's Ein Bahamishim Chashivus, if, if it has a chashivus, then it's totally on the Kepeid of the Balabais. And therefore the Hebrews had to say, Psalacha, that, I don't, that, that I'm giving you to you as a Matona. At Khan this incredible understanding of the Rebbe Marash's Siyum and Masech Tebavakama, which we went in uh, uh, not fully understanding it, and now that we were able to understand the difference between Bavel and Eretz Yisrael, the difference between Tesefta and Abraisa, and the reason why there seems to be Machlekes between them, and we can apply the, 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 the case of Bavel to to the Midbar and say it's the same thing that if Avonim don't have value, unlike Mephaz Geilonis, we now understand the question of the Rebbe Marash, we now understand the answer of the Rebbe Marash, and it's just amazing. Now in Siv Zayin, the Rebbe brings his own beer. Another beer, why, what, what, what was meant when the Abish says at Tzolacha? Nacha beer was when Kenzagam had to get some heter from Tzolacha by the Luchas. Das was man gedarf ankommen zum Hetter vom Solacha ist nicht mit dem was Psilt und belangt zum Balabai zum Ebishter. It's not because really the Psilis belongs to the Ebishter and the Ebishter had to give it to the to, to Meshur Rabbeinu, which is how we understood it till now, nor for a totally different reason. Wie bald as die Luchas haben sich gedarf gefunden in Oren und Mishkan. The Luchas were in the Oren and the Mishkan. Und wie alle in Yorin und Mishkan und Mikdash, so they're part of the, the Mishkan or the Beis Amikdash. And like everything else in the Mishkan, haben echt die Luchas gedarf gehören zum Zibur. 
The luchas had to belong to the, to, to the people. As Darzain it says in the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah that when you give something to Hektas, you have to give the best uh, 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 to the Tzibur. And then he explained to him, either first you give it to the Tzibur and then it's made, or, or after you make it, it belongs to the you, you give it to the Tzibur. But the Asiyah, Darzain Bishel Tzibur, you're making something that's going to belong to the people. So therefore, since he's working with the, with the things that belong to the people, therefore Hashem says to Meishet Abeinu Psalacha that you can keep the that you can keep the the psalis, even though the the material belongs to the yidden, the psalis belongs to you. Uvis is fashtanik, and here the Rebbe is going to bring a fascinating raya. He calls it in the not mentioned here the words, but in the Fabrengi he says Balalamit v'nim salamit. You see, we, we, one thing is meant to teach the other. But then it's gonna it's gonna teach the first thing as well. This will be this idea that Moshe was being given the psoilas because it initially would have belonged to the Yidden is understood from uh, the next stickle in the Gemara. It says in the Gemara, like, the, the Gemara says that the Torah was given to Moshe Rabbeinu and to his children just for them, and Moshe was not, but Tevai and Moshe was being generous and gave it to the Yidden. Shenemar ksev lecha psalacha. There's two psukim. One says ksev lecha, write for yourself. Another psuk passes as psalacha. Ma psiltan shalach, just like the psalis of the lukas psal was lecha, al ksavit shalach. Also, that which was written into the Torah was, was, is yours and only yours. Then the Gemara asks a question. One second, this psukim, and the Gemara brings a number of psukim. One of them is atakis for the Zois, I think. But there's a number of psukim in which the Gemara brings a raya that the Torah was written for the Yidden. So the Gemara answers us, but Gemara answers that when he says that the Ksavan, the writing of the Torah was belongs to Meshach Rabbeinu and his children, it's referring to Pilpula Deiraisa, delving deep into the Torah that was given to Meshach, and Meshach generously gave it to all the Yidden. That's the Gemara So in the Gemara, the Gemara is learning Ksav from Psalacha. That just like Psalacha, that the Psalus was given to Meshach Rabbeinu, so too the Ksav was given to Meshach Rabbeinu. But now we could learn the other way. Once we see that the Gemara is comparing the two, we could now say that just like Ksav Lacha meant it was being given to the Meshach Rabbeinu, even though it was technically belonging to the Yidden. It was taken from the Yidden and given to Meshach Rabbeinu, and Meshach later gave it to the Yidden. Al-Derech says, that it was being given to Meshach, although it initially would, uh, otherwise would have belonged to the Yidden. So the Rebbe's beer here is that it's not connected to this whole discussion of the Poyal versus the Balabais. It's much simpler than that. It, 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 it's saying Psalacha, it belongs to Moshe Rabbeinu and not to the Yidden. Which even though as Hektish, the, the actual Luchas belong to the Yidden, the Psalas belong to Moshe Rabbeinu. And it could, it could be learned from Ksav Lacha, that just like the Ksav was given to Moshe Rabbeinu and not to the Yidden, and later Moshe gave it to the Yidden, Papula de Raisa, uh, so too the Psalas was given to Moshe, not to the Yidden. Even though the psalis, even though it's sapphire, it's very expensive. Since it belongs to everybody, that would mean that each person, if you divide it up between everybody, there isn't a pruta value to each individual person. And the lav of lesigzel would only work, would only 
be applicable. Teda cannot obligate you in something unless it is considered money. Unless the Shavuot is not considered money. So therefore, therefore, you might say, one second, what's the Kiddush? You can't say, I mean, in, in this question, because, because uh, there's no Shavuot here. The Pshita has this also legs on the and still it, it applies. Because number one, obviously, you're not allowed to steal from the from the from the from the people, from the community, even if each individual person only has less than a shavaprut apart in it. Certainly you can't say the words Even though we can't punish you for even though we can't punish you unless it's a shavapruta, but to steal. Gneva or Gizela is even a kosher, even less than a pruta is not allowed. And that's why the Teda has to say Psalacha, even though it wouldn't be considered Gezel, but it still would not, Moshe would not be allowed to take it without permission. And therefore the Teda says Psalacha, the Abish says to Moshe, it's yours, it doesn't belong to the Yudin. So that's the second Hezbim Psalacha. One Psalacha is like the way that Rebbe Marash explains that it was Psalacha, it was, and even though he was a pile working for the Balabai, it still belongs to the pile because of the fact that it has value. And therefore, and therefore, it's up to the paid of the Balabais, and the Balabais has to say Psalacha so that Mesha can keep it. Number two is the Rebbe's beer, and that is, is that Mesha said, says Psalacha, that it should belong to Mesha Rebbeinu, not to the Yidin. The beer Pnimi. In them was make a finchy looking in the in the bylaws of the Luchas Nias. And the Luchas Bechlal Zayin Shaykh Letzibur Lachal Yisrael Um Pselton is upgegeben gevarin lemeisha Pselton Shalchayeh. To look a little deeper in this idea that there was layers in the Luchas that the that that the Luchas belonged to everybody, but the Pselton of the Luchas, the waste of the Luchas, the the shavings of the Luchas belonged to Meishe Rabbeinu. So he says like this in the Nesina Satayda was the game of Gemara Beluchas Shnias is Dodder Uftu. Vidi Gemara is Mamshach Kuvul El Mapsilton Shalach Shalcha Av Ksavan Shalcha As Pilpule De Raisin Itn Lamesha. The second Luchas has something unique that the first Luchas didn't have, and that is that is the fact that the Pilpule De Raisa was given to Moshe. In other words, he's going to explain in the next paragraph that that in the first Luchas there was no concept of Pilpul. The first Luchas all it had was the Tayda Beatzem. The second Luchas we were given Pilpul. So there's, we're going to see there's a mile in that. There's a chesar in that is that, there, is that there's layers, that there's levels. The, the mile in that is that we could reach so much higher in understanding Torah. V'yash leymar. As thus is the Hasbara Pnimis. This is the deeper meaning of what the Rebbe Marash said. That this was made lamata. The second luchas was made lamata. Because the because that which was made lamayla did not have pisoilas, did not have waste. The Torah, the way it is from above, the Torah, the way it is, the way it is from the Luchas Rishonis, it's in the state of oneness. See, in the talking, it's chalkos. There's no layers. There's no division. There's no concept of waste of of of, of something that comes from the back. However, the Vitero comes down into this world, which is consistent with the second Luchis, which were given only after the Yidin the Tshuva for the Chet Egel. This says that the Tshuva from the Yidin that it was the Tshuva of the Yidin because they should give the Luchis, which means it is connected with the Avedas Hamata, with the Avedas of the world below. So this already brings up different levels in Torah. Until there could even be something that's called a waste, something that comes from behind.
In other words, there's the, there's the, there's the front, the, the, the panim, the face, the countenance, then there's things that are considered secondary. Because once you're dealing with the mata, there's very yaiz so that's the that's the beer pnimi. In the first luchais, the luchas shyness, there was no concept of psalas because there was because there was everything was was achtasapshuta. In the second luchais, there's ischalkus, and therefore there's even a concept of psalas which goes to Moshe. There beer in the shaykhas for some psalt and shachon ksavah So now how do we get from psalas to ksavah, from psalas to pilpul? Pilpul did I say? Pilpul did I say? Was nitla lameisha dachani yinaila? Heipach legamre from psalt and from the luchas. Pilpul is a lofty thing, delving and learning and understanding Torah. And Pselton sounds like something that's that, that's that's of secondary value. So here's the explanation. Luchashnias introduced the concept of toiling in Torah. Yegia also has two opposite concepts. What causes Yegia? The fact that there's questions and darkness and and difficulties. Versus pseilis legabi etzim These questions are considered pseilis legabi the 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 in the essence of the teira. Or midach gise is dafka idei yigiyah v'teira kumen sud iker v'etzam teira. Only through the toiling in teira do you reach the highest level, the most important, the essence of teira. Hacher b'teira is mitzadat me higher than teira is inherently. Vizis nitna l'mayla mitzadim luchas erishenis kim v'rusham barucha. Through in the Lucas Tishainis, there was no darkness. But because there was no darkness, there was no Yagia. In Lucas Nias, there's Yagia. And it's caused by the darkness. But because it was caused by the darkness, therefore it it brings the person to reach a place of Yagia, which reaches him to a higher place than even the Lucas Tishainis, higher than Tatumit Atme. That's the connection between Pseltan Shalcha and Pilpula Deiraisa because the Pseilis, which is the Cassius and the Yegiyah, bring to Pilpula, bring to a higher understanding of Teira. The Gemara refers to it as Pilpula Ba'alma, saying it as of lesser value. It's just Pilpula. On the other hand, we say that pilpul is how you understand and go and sharp understanding of Which this this higher level understanding Torah was given to Moshe, and Moshe was generous and gave it to the Yidden out of his generosity. Now we understand what was going on. The pilpula, the alma, on the one hand, it's coming from a place of darkness, of questions, of not understanding. But through that, you're able to reach the loftiest level of, of, of understanding, which takes you to an even higher level of Torah, which was given initially only to Moshe. And Moshe gave it to all of us to, uh, 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 with a toiv eye and with a good eye that we should be able to reach the highest levels of Torah.